trying to help the podcast where we try to help you be helpful to other people. My name is Kate Watson. I'm here with Leslie. Leslie, how's life? How's it going? You know, Kate, I I gotta tell you, I feel like I have aged about 10 years in the last one year. (laughs) This has been the longest, (laughs) worst year. I'm so glad we can laugh about it, you know? Like through the I tough mean, times. What's the op- the opposite of that? Laugh so you don't scream into the void. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's been a tough one. I know that as people are listening, they're going to hear you say that you feel like you've aged ten years, and they're going to be nodding along, like, "Girl, yes, what a wild ride we've been on." Um, and uh, honestly this whole event of the pandemic and all that's happened in the last year has made me think a lot about like milestones in life and, and those guideposts of our times, you know, the main events that like stack up and build a life, you know, people talk about pre nine 11 and post nine 11 and pre world war two and post world war two. And we're kind of living in this world where we will talk about pre pandemic and post pandemic and, you're noting how different life feels for you post pandemic. If we're even there, I mean, we're not, we're not quite mm-hmm. post yet. Hmm. We're not, we're not there yet, but it does seem like at some point we will be there hopefully. Um, so I agree with you. Yeah. We're going to have a, um, we're going to look back at this and, and be able to mark the difference and we're going to be able to mark it in ourselves and in our, our friends and our family and our kids and, um our pets and <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah um, you know I, I think it'll be um oh that's you know I, I like the you painted the you know your your office oh yes that was a pandemic choice oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. or or people will even ask questions was that during the pandemic or after the pandemic yeah and before this before we went through such a a landmark time of our lives, I feel like what people used to use as guideposts were like birthdays and and hitting certain milestones in 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 age, you know, like that was my 20s or that was my 30s, or I did that in my 40s, or that was, oh, you know, teen years. You know how the teen years are. But we we assign a lot of meaning to those times of our lives. And before COVID, we did that with with you know, our birthdays. Um, and I suspect that resonates with a lot of people. What do you think about that? But yeah, so I think that, that we, we do try to do it by age. And I think that we will, you know, all of us will have this pandemic thing. I think that it will be an interesting experience to hear about, you know, the way that our children who, you know, uh, people who graduated high school um, mm. during the pandemic, I think that will have a particular resonance for those people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a huge impact, obviously. Did you guys know there was an impact from the pandemic? Have, <laughs> have you been aware of that? <laughs> oh, well, this just did. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but you know, I had, I had already been thinking about the ways that like, I don't know, sometimes we, we assign too much meaning to birthdays and years and, and, oh, well, you know, you're in your thirties now, you know what that means? You're supposed to have a house and have a child and get married and be done with your education and settled in your career and planning for retirement. And, um, I was already thinking that we spend too much time assigning meaning to these kind of arbitrary years, but I think even more so now, like, what does it even mean to be a high school graduate now than, you know, compared to a couple years ago? Um, it, it, it seems things are changing rapidly and, you know, our podcast is about trying to be helpful to other people. And I, one of those things that I notice when people are trying to be helpful is they think that it's a good idea to give people like a kick in the ass about growing up, you know, like stop acting like a child. You're an adult now you've got to grow up and, and, and what that is supposed to mean for people, it's just not that helpful. Yeah. Um, in full disclosure, I, um, I've i been with my husband for like 1,000 years. Um, but when we got engaged, we didn't really have like a deadline in mind. We were just sort of like, yeah, we're going to do this thing eventually. We were already living together. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, then I said to him, I was like, do you, do you have feelings about if you want to get married before you turn 30? And he was like, yes, he had these feelings. So he, he, he was very adamant, surprisingly, that we get married before he turned 30. I didn't have big feelings about it because um, I was not, I'm a couple of years younger than him. I was not facing that same sort of precipice milestone birthday that, Um, He's really not uh, someone who is uh, normally guided by these social expectations, to be honest with you. Um, You were surprising. Yeah, I was just going to say you were really caught off guard by that. Yeah. Um, And so that actually um, informed the when we got married that we wanted to, you know, do it a few months before he turned 30. Um, And also, you know, I remember feeling like by 30, I would have my life together in order to have kids. And that was a big thing. And then when I got closer to 30, I asked for an extension. Yeah. I was granted it. <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe any day now we'll have our lives together. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just stopped, stopped checking. <laughs> <laughs> stopped, stopped looking in on that. Yeah. I mean, I think that we sometimes not, not necessarily you and your husband, but in life, I think we sometimes do some harm asking people questions like, well, when are you going to get married? Or why are you still renting? Or uh, I guess you guys have been trying to have kids, right? Right. Or when are you having another one? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're nodding like that one really resonates with you right now. I mean, I don't talk to anyone because I'm in in solitary confinement in my house uh, for the last year. But I know that's one that that hits um, parents particularly hard because it's like once you have one, the expectation is you're going to have another one. And especially if you are um, older, then it's sort of like TikTok. And then, well, don't you want your kids to have a relationship? Like it, your kids aren't going to have a relationship. I, a, I know people who are, uh, you know, 18 months older than their siblings and they hate each other. Uh, Matt and his brother are best friends. They're 10 years apart. So whatever, but those are things that people talk about. You're right. 
Yeah. And I think they really feel like they're helping. Um, I don't feel like they're helping, but they, (laughs) they feel like they're helping when they ask questions about those big milestones, babies, marriages, homes, careers, uh, graduating, things like that. Um, and I just find that it, it seems to impose so much pressure on people to the point at which they no longer want to share anything with you. You know, it's like, I don't don't want to go to the family event. They're just going to ask me all those questions. I'll just sit this one out. Right, right, right. And then the other thing I've been thinking about is just how we treat birthdays. Um, There's so many customs and assumptions about how a birthday should be spent, how it should be treated. And one thing I've learned is you really got to get to know the people in your life because some of them do want to go big and celebrate birthdays in a, in a, you know, out loud kind of way. And others are really not into another year has gone by another year has gone by. And, and Leslie, you know that you and I can't make some kind of rule like, okay, always celebrate birthdays or never (laughs) celebrate birthdays. We don't, we don't get to make those rules, but uh, I think this is one of those things where being a good friend or being a good family member means really knowing your people and knowing who wants the cake and the song at the restaurant sung by the staff and who really does not want that at all. <laughs> I had a friend who was very, very adamantly anti-birthday. Um, she did not want anyone to know. She did not want to be anything. Um, and as this person um, became uh, connected on Facebook with more people, there was a certain person in our uh, circle of acquaintances who was very into knowing birthdays. And that was just their thing. And they knew birthdays and they always made time to say happy birthday. And, you know, and it's not wonderful. And it was for some people, but for her, that was terrible and I remember seeing on Facebook that it was her birthday and texting her being like, hi, I think you should take this off because I want to preserve your sanity. Um, you know, I I run for your life because you're about to get inundated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think again, neither, neither of us, neither you nor I are asking the audience of the podcast listeners to read minds. You know, you, you might, maybe you will mess this up from time to time because you just can't know in advance who's really into celebrating getting older and who's really not into it. But getting to know people and kind of taking note of these things and remembering year after year, okay, Joe loves his birthday, Mark hates his birthday. I think that's pretty simple to remember when you really care about people. Yeah, and I think it's also really important to be sensitive about what that birthday may mean. Um, you know, when we're growing up, birthdays mean, it, it, so, so Theo is turning three in a, in a month, exactly. And um, he, um, we're talking about birthdays. He knows the birthday song. He wasn't really, you know, there for this last year. Um, this is the first year he's really into it. So we've been kind of prepping him about birthdays. It's been exciting. Um, and, you know, for him, birthdays are about cake and presents and balloons maybe and fun things and for other people it's it's there's there's other things there birthdays can be emotional for people 
either because there's somebody who can't be there to celebrate, um, either because somebody passed away, maybe there has been a breakup, maybe right. a person's been deployed overseas. Um, there just may be people who are missing from the birthday celebration and that loss is felt. And birthdays can also be emotional for people who wake up on their birthday and say, you know, I'm just not where I thought I would be at this age. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not feeling the party right now. Um, and so maybe the message here is just to not make assumptions about what birthdays mean to people and to not make assumptions about what a particular age should mean to people. It was always interesting to me to see people freak out about certain things. Like, um, I guess I see it's, it's a lot of like the, um, you know, turning those big milestone years, the, the 20s, the 30s, the 40, the 50. Um, and then people like kind of like freaking out, like they have to reassess and reevaluate who they are and where they're supposed to be and hold themselves to a different set of expectations. And, but like, you're the same damn person. Like you go to bed at 29 and wake up at 30 and I promise you that they're the same person. And yeah. I, I assume that it's the same, you know, when you get older too, that you don't just wake up with a um, whole new set of you know, parameters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, you and I spoke about this when we were talking about New Year's Eve too. And we were like, okay, the reality is sure. You go to bed December 31st, you wake up January 1st. It really is just another day. And, and I remember saying to you, and yet for me, right. there is something sort right. of symbolic and it's just symbolic. I know, I know it's just symbolic, but, but symbolically, I kind of like the idea of it's January 1st, fresh start. Right. And so for me, birthdays are like that. There's something kind of exciting about new year, new me, you know, fresh start. Yeah, I well, think, I mean, like, first and foremost, let me just say, for everything I want to say about, like, it's just another day of the week, blah, 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 it doesn't matter. Like, ask me how many journal entries I've written on birthdays. <laughs> ask me how many tears I've shed because I didn't think someone was thinking of me or things didn't go the way that I expected them. You know, I turned 30 unemployed. Mm -hmm. So that was a fun moment of uh, gut check for me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I, this is my own positive self-talk. Like it's not a big deal. <laughs> Nobody's checking you. Nobody's like, there's no assessment at the end of the year where someone's like, okay, I see that you have done this, not this, not this. Mm -hmm. Try harder next year. <laughs> We're going to give it another go. Um, I, I think where I was going with that is that both can be true at the same time. It can yeah. be true that your birthday is just another day. And at the same time, it can feel more significant than that. Uh, even if it's just a feeling or just a symbol. Uh, and, and I guess I, you know, I'm asking the, the audience of listeners to consider how we treat birthdays and to really pay attention to the people who you care about and treat the birthday the way that your people want the birthday to be treated. So if your best friend loves birthdays, go all out, get the balloons, get the cake, sing the song. And if your best friend really is feeling down this year, please don't encourage them to have a big party when that's not what they want to do. Meet people where they're at. And if somebody says, I just don't want to celebrate my birthday this year, that's got to be okay. It's got to be okay.
Is there anything that we can do for when people are having that moment of sort of breakdown? Um, you know, we're like, okay, I'm turning 40 and I am experiencing a, a rut in my relationships. My career isn't where I thought it would be. You know, I'm now dealing with the, the weight of society for a woman approaching middle age. Well, for those of us who are, you know, thinking about those types of things, the, the different things that come with that. So how do we help those people? Because I think that's something that, um, you know, we encounter a lot is people yeah. con- confessing, like, you know, I can't believe that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm 60 and I am living in an apartment that I don't own. Mm-hmm. So how do we help those people? I want to say that your gut or my gut will likely say something very, uh, toxic positivity, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our guts want to go with, don't worry about it. Age is just a number. Let it go. Celebrate. Right. Have fun. Don't think of it that way. Don't focus on the negative. Focus on what you do have. And we want to spill out all of this advice about being positive and thinking positively. And Leslie, I don't know how many times we've done this on the podcast where we say, people, people (laughs) that that shit doesn't work uh and so my thought here is just let people be a little down and be like you know if you're if you're 40 and sad I like you just as much as I would if you're 40 and happy (laughs) I love it I love it so yeah maybe just like say that must be really um that must be really frustrating really hard you know um I hope you know that it's okay. You know, you can be that way. And, yeah. You know, I, I can, I can listen to you if you want to talk about it. And I love you no matter if you are in a mansion, apartment, shack or house. Right. Whether you have two kids, one kid, zero kids, whether you're married, whether you're divorced, whether you're still in school, whatever, whatever it is. Um, I might say something like, you know, I really hate that the world is making you feel crappy about this. Yeah. But I, I also know there's nothing I can do about that. It's, it's me versus the world. Whether, you know, I can't undo that. Uh, it sucks that society is saying you're not this, you're not that. Um, but I accept that right now you just, you just need to feel these things. I'm here for it. I'm here can for we it. be angry as society for expecting us to, you know, age without wrinkles and gray hair? Yeah, let, let's let's rail at the world about that together. Right. While um, we apply a very while we apply a very expensive face serum at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Can I borrow some of that? <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. I use CeraVe. <laughs> right. I want to be like, you know, raging against the machine and and you know, down on the man, but I also have like several hundred dollars of face cream in my bathroom because <laughs> as much as I you know, always say to people, you know, it's okay to look your age. I also live in this world. Um, and you know, you started this Leslie by saying you feel like you've aged 10 years this year. Um, and yes, you can borrow my face serum anytime. <laughs> Maybe it, just tell me what, what the good ones are. Cause I don't, I've lost that thread. <laughs> I'll try them. I'll try them all out and send it to you. I'll post it on the website for all the listeners too. <laughs> Yeah. So the the theme of this episode is age is just a number. Don't worry about it. And here are my favorite anti-aging creams. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The key I've heard is actually using them. That's, I think, the key. Yeah. Yeah. 
Since that day, I live in a dream.